Hey everybody, it's Alex from the editing studio. Today we're headed to the City of Lights. It's our big Paris show. Whether you're interested in seeing the icons like the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, or walking those back streets in the beautiful neighborhoods this city has to offer, we've got a show for you. So sit down, get ready, and cue the music. Bonjour, Terry. Bonjour, Alex. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk about Paris today. It was amazing. I cannot wait to hear about it. And I have a ton of questions for you because I have not gone to Paris in a long time. And I know things have changed. I agree with you. You know, Paris is just one of those icons that you can't have a podcast that says Bob Shane Yaya travel the world and not include Paris, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. So let's just let's just dive right in with my questions because I have a ton of them for you. Go for it. Starting at the beginning of our trip, mm-hmm. what should I do before landing? What do I need to be prepared for? I think Paris is one of those cities that you do have to plan for, especially post-COVID pandemic. I think you're going to find a lot of the things that were put in place, like setting a time reservation for whatever museum you want to go into. You're going to have to have those things kind of arranged ahead of time. And I also think probably the most important thing you need to do is understand what an arrival is like in Paris. You're going to land probably in the AM hours Mm -hmm. at Charles de Gaulle International, which is about 45 minutes northeast of Paris. And you're going to need to have an exit strategy from the airport so that you can get to the city center to wherever you're going to stay. And know that you're going to have to fill the latter part of your day um, with plenty of things to do because you are arriving so early. Now, I have to say there's a couple of ways to get into the city. The budget-minded traveler would probably say, I am going to take the train into Gare du Nord, which is one of the main railroad stations inside Paris, and then get on a local metro line from there. Or you may want to be a little bit more progressive and say, I'm just going to Uber with my Parisian Uber app, which does exist. But I have to say, I think maybe the best transport into the city is by traditional taxi. Here's why. The government in France has made a flat fee that if you are going from the airport to an accommodation, they can't charge you any more, any less than the 80 euro that you pay. So you're going to get in with luggage service to the curb of where you're staying in a taxi that brings you kind of door to door for 80 euro. You know exactly what you're going to pay. And you have a little bit of help with your luggage. This is perfect if you're two, three, four people at the most. Otherwise, you need to start thinking about another kind of plan to help you and your party get from the airport to where you're staying. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go the easiest route. Mm -hmm. 
to not schlep my luggage, I'm going to go taxi probably. That's what we did. And I was really happy. And I have to tell you, a lot of times they'll take you down a particular path, a particular way to where you're staying and give you a glimpse at maybe one or two of the icons that you're so excited to see. So they're awfully happy to do it. They know exactly what to expect from you. You know exactly what to expect from them. And you know, you're going to wind up exactly where you need to be. So love that. It's like a free little tour. Mm -hmm. The one thing I have to say is that with any of my time that's in Paris, my French has not gotten any better. So I know that I am going to pretty much pierce an arrow into many of the French words that we say today. I apologize ahead of time. (laughs) Okay. So we've decided how we're going to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to, where do I want to stay? Because Paris is so big. Am I just going to throw a dart? Where do I want to stay? I think you've got a very good point. Where do you stay? I think the problem with this question is it all depends on what you want to do. If you plan on going there because you are all about the museums, you're going to hit up the Louvre and the Orsay and all of the different smaller museums that exist. The city center where all the white buildings are right on the north bank of the Seine is probably where you want to stay. However, if you're far more interested in the atmosphere and the cafe sitting and the people watching and the neighborhood walking, maybe you need to be further off the Seine up in the Montmartre area, which is close to Sacre Coeur. That's more of that real Parisian neighborhood vibe. Oh, I would fit in so well. But if you're looking for maybe a little of both, which is always my favorite place to be, kind of a balance is best place to be, the Latin Quarter is for you. It's close to the museums, but it still has that quaint Parisian feel that we're always looking for. I like that. The best of both worlds. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm planning my trip. Mm -hmm. What's the most important thing that I need to be aware of when I'm planning my trip to Paris? I think the most important thing you need to do is go ahead and buy your city museum pass. The Paris Museum Pass gets you into everything that you want to get into, with the exception of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, okay. Okay. So you've paid for everything by the day instead of by the venue, which means, hear me out on this, we all know about the Louvre and how big it is. Wouldn't it be nice to go in and see the Louvre for like an hour, go do something else, maybe go back to the Louvre on day three and see a little bit more of it and take it in little bits and chunks rather than not being able to leave the Louvre until you've seen absolutely everything that's on your list to see and being overwhelmed by everything that's there. I have to tell you, Mm -hmm. if it was me and you Mm -hmm. and we had to be stuck in there Uh and you had to make me look at everything that we wanted to look at, Uh, my ADHD would kick in and we'd have some trouble. 
we would we would be breaking into like panel doors that say staff only on them and yes. I don't know how to say that in French. We'd find all the yes, I agree with you completely. That would definitely happen. Wouldn't it be nice to leave and come back? Yes. Yeah, exactly. City Museum Pass even covers the Versailles and it covers the Pompidou Center, which is the modern art. So you really do get a lot of bang for your buck out of it. They have a huge list. We are going to definitely link the direct link to them in our show notes without any third party interference. Yes. All right. Is it game time yet? Go for it. Let's play a game. Plan or pass. Got it. I'm going to try to name a famous destination. Okay. And you're going to tell me whether you think it's in the plan or whether it's not worth it. And we're going to pass on it. Yay. I'm in. Are you okay. Ready? Let's go. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Again, for those of you I do not speak French. I will do the best to my ability. You got it. Okay. Eiffel Tower. Pass. Here's why I'm going to justify my answer. I would pass on the Eiffel Tower because it's the thing that you want to see. And if you're on the Eiffel Tower, you can't see it. So I would pass on it if all you want to do is look at it. I would go... If you're interested in how it's put together and you don't mind the crazy, crazy crowds that are outside. If there's a place in Paris where I think that you would be pickpocketed, it's Eiffel below Tower. the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only want to go there if I'm going to be proposed to. Okay. <sighs> All right. I don't even want to go there then. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Ready. The Arc de Triomphe. The Arc de Triomphe. Um pass. Here's why. I think that there are free places that you can go that give you just as good of a view. The Arc de Triomphe is definitely iconic and I would definitely want to maybe drive around it. Oh yeah. But I don't think that I would A, risk my life crossing the eight lines of traffic or B, be a little bit smarter and use the tunnel that goes underneath the eight lanes of traffic and brings you up the other side. Uh, a lot of times the Arc de Triomphe is also used for art installations and it's covered up a lot. So I, I don't know. Maybe if it was July 14th and it was, you know, French Independence Day, maybe something no, like that. We're going to do a drive by then. We're just going to yeah, do a drive by. I would do a drive by. I don't think it's worth okay. your time. All right. I have no clue how I'm going to pronounce this next word. Go I'm for just, it. I'm just going to call it the Monty Tower. Oh, yeah. The Montparnasse Tower. Pass. Any reason why? Uh, why pay for something that you can get free somewhere else? All right. It, it's just, it's a, it's a view of Paris. Okay. Changing yeah. categories. We're going to go to museums now. I think we've covered the Louvre. I think we would see bits and pieces of it. I do think we have covered the Louvre. And I do think that you have to have a game plan on how you're going to approach art if you're not 
in love with art. And we definitely, we have a podcast on that. We have a great blog post on that. If you're not sure, we'll definitely link you to some strategies to help you with the art because it is so overwhelming when you walk in there. Oh, I can't imagine. I can yeah. imagine. Okay, mm-hmm. what's our other museum? Okay, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it right. Or say? Yeah, the the. Orsay. Yeah. Uh, so where the Louvre ends is where the Orsay picks up. Okay. So if you're following the timeline of art, yeah, you definitely want to go on the other side of this scene and pick up in the Orsay, which I think may have a few more recognizable pieces of art in it since it contains Impressionism and Pointillism. Okay. So I think you'd be more familiar with it. If I have to choose between the Louvre and the Orsay with kids, I would choose the Orsay. Okay. Thank goodness we're not going to be traveling with children. However, <laughs> okay. Okay. La Orangerie. La Orangerie. <laughs> Sounds like lingerie, but go ahead. The La Orangerie <laughs> is right in the Tuileries Garden which is the front yard of the Louvre. So, so it it literally connects the Louvre and the Orsay. Are we planning or passing? No, say the name of it again. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> it again. Go ahead, do it. La Orgerie. Okay. La Orgerie. La Orgerie. Okay, one more time with it. <laughs> La Orgerie. I would plan, if I know what Impressionism is, if I don't know what Impressionism is, I would pass. It's a beautiful building inside the Tuileries Garden, which connects the Louvre and the Orsay. Totally worth it. Okay. The last one. Mar- Marmotan? Marmotan? The Musée Marmotan is also an Impressionism site, so I would plan if you love Impressionism, I would pass if that word doesn't make your heart beat a little faster. It just makes it beat faster because I don't know how to pronounce them. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on to churches now, and I think I really, okay. I, I may have a better better chance here. Uh, no, not really, but St. Chapelle. The St. Chapelle. The Saint Chapelle is amazing and it is a must no matter who you are and whether you think architecture is cool or not. Plan, 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 plan. This is to me probably the number one must do. It is a jewel box. It is like nothing you've ever seen. And as you walk up to it, you have no idea what's going to happen to you. And when you step inside, it's magic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Next one. Sacre Coeur. The Sacre Up in Montmartre on the hill is the Sacre the beautiful white Sacre I think it's totally worth it, especially if, he, especially if you are interested in church architecture. Uh, I think it's got some really great examples of how they put things together and they used ideas from the past and engineering from the future to kind of create this amazing sanctuary. So I totally think that that's worth it. Okay. Here we go. Moulin Rouge. Pass. Okay. I don't think it's worth it. I think that's like going to Times Square in New York City. Okay. It's not not worth it. 
Champs-Élysées. I would pass. Uh, I don't think it's what it used to be. The boulevard is still full of some shops, but mostly car dealerships and overpriced cafes that hope that tourists will come in. Yes. I I think the better choice is either Pretemps or the Gallery Lafayette. I would definitely go to both of those, which I think was next on the list. Yes, it is on our list. Uh, what about gardens? I think gardens are totally underrated in Paris. Gardens are totally worth it and could be a way to kind of shift down a gear. Sometimes as Americans, we are, after checking off so many things on the list and we're moving at the speed of sound, that we don't realize that we need to take it in. And gardens are a good, great place to do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Which kind of sounds like that would be maybe kind of the best way to have some downtime. Like, you are going to have some downtime on your trip. Well, you want some downtime on your trip, don't you? I do. That's the only way to kind of take in the culture around you. And these gardens that exist and parks that exist in Paris are not just walkways with plants. They are full of life and families and things to do. There are museums that are nestled into corners of them. There are cafes to have lunch at. Sometimes you may find a little fair in a particular garden over the weekend, particularly in the summer. Uh, the Tuileries Garden has a very famous fair. Uh, they call it Fun Fair. And the rides are out there and the kids are playing and it's really a lot of fun to watch. But those iconic green chairs that sit in Parisian gardens, if you don't sit down in one of them and enjoy the atmosphere around you, it's kind of a sad thought. I mean, even if you watch a pony ride kind of go lap after lap mm -hmm. with a bottle of wine and a baguette, I think that's totally worth it. At the same time, join the old men for a game of bulls, which is that great game that they play. It looks like a, a version of bowling. Oh, and I'm all in it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's a great moment to meet up with some people and learn about it. I often think that we don't ask enough of our hotels. And I guarantee you that if you go to a hotel, especially a boutique hotel in Paris, and you ask the reception if they have a bull's kit for you to take to a local park, I bet that they go into a closet and they find one for you. So I totally would do that. How fun would that be? It would. It would. Get a little bottle of wine, get a little bit of cheese, right? Come on. Okay, I'm with the cheese. You know so me. Great. <laughs> okay. So great. Okay, so here's where you need to help me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy art. Yeah. But I'm not into art. So how do I deal with all this art that's in Paris? And Paris is a mecca for art, isn't it? Yeah. There are, there are over 180 museums in the 19 arrondissements that make up Paris. And if you think you're not going to run into art, you're sorely mistaken. 
it's also one of the reasons that a lot of us go there. Here's what my first strategy is for the person who knows nothing about art. I would think about the 10 pieces that exist in Paris, whether it's the Mona Lisa or an amazing Monet or a Renoir, or there's an incredible sculpture in the Louvre, which has been nicknamed Apollo taking selfie, whatever pop culture reference gets you to have 10 pieces and then scour the city to see them. Because I just think it would overwhelm me. It can be overwhelming. I think, you know, it's it's one of the largest collections of art in the world. And if you don't have a plan to go in there, it could be very difficult. Most people go into the Louvre and go right to the Denine Wing, which is where those most famous pieces are. Uh-huh. Um, probably the easiest way to navigate yourself through there is to use the Rick Steves audio guide for the Louvre. He's got a great two hour walking tour of the Louvre that brings you to the most famous pieces. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's move on to what I enjoy. Okay. Shopping. Yay. So Paris is famous for its world-class shopping. Where do I start? You know, I don't want to end up in the shops that I'm going to get the shirt that says, I love Paris, you know, mm-hmm. where do we go? Where do we start? I think the best place to go for anybody who's looking for quality things from Paris is to go to the Gallery Lafayette and its next door neighbor, Printemps, which are both huge department stores. They're about six stories high. They have absolutely everything in them that you can imagine from touristy souvenirs to beautiful shoes and bags and couture clothing. Everything you could think from one euro to 10,000 euro are in is in this store. What's beautiful about both of these places is that they are both topped with gorgeous stained glass domes. So you Whoa. not only get the experience of shopping for whatever it is that you want, PS by the purse, by the shoes, but you also get a chance to experience the architecture of the place as well. Both places cap themselves on the sixth floor with views outside so that you could see the Arc de Triomphe, the Eiffel Tower, and the rest of the cityscape on beautiful rooftop decks. And they both have cafes on the top floor, which are wonderful. So both of them are well worth your time. They're a little bit different. Each one is a little bit different, um, and they're both worth exploring for sure. That's where I would go for shopping. Okay. So icons are icons for a reason, Mm -hmm. but Paris is full of so very many little moments. What were the little moments for you? I think the really important moments were walking along the banks of the Seine, Paris is definitely meant to be walked 
get off the wheels and get your feet going for sure. Yeah. I think um, one of the most iconic moments, which also was a very quiet moment for us, was because we were there during the pandemic, we were alone with Venus de Milo in the Louvre. Oh, and that was a really amazing kind of like catch your breath kind of moment. I have to say, walking any of the neighborhoods, and we, I really want to say, Paris has so many different neighborhoods to walk, and each neighborhood offers you something different. Okay. Then the next, I, I really think that those walks are really what gets you there and spending time in those iconic gardens, those beautiful Parisian parks, you know? Yeah. So Paris is a great springboard for so many other places. Yes. What are some of the day trips that are not far fetched? I mean, what's, I, what's realistic that we could do? I think super realistic is Versailles. Okay. I think another super realistic one is Giverny. And may I say that's a really good one to go back to on your way back to the airport. Oh, so okay. So like if you have an evening flight, you could spend the day at Giverny. It's it's about the same distance from, from the city center to the airport as Giverny is to the airport. I also think that you could probably get out to Chartres or one of the big chateaus in the Loire Valley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think those are pretty reasonable. I think the least reasonable day trip that sounds the most popular is Normandy. Uh, Normandy deserves a little bit more time than just a day trip. Okay, You can get up to the beaches and see them, but I don't think it would do you much justice. So okay. I, I would add more than just a day out there and then take the train back. Besides the fact that it's cheaper to stay out in Normandy than it is in Paris. Yeah. 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 Wow. I am so excited. I cannot wait to plan my trip to Paris. And when you're planning your trip to Paris, Paris is a great springboard to go to so many other major cities within the European Union, including Brussels, London, the south of France, Riviera, mm-hmm. or even get out on a Rhine, out to the Rhine, or even get out to the Rhine River for perhaps a river cruise. What? Yes. Sounds like a plan. Terry, let's get right down to it in this episode of Now Boarding. We are talking all things Paris and all the great products and tips that help us make Paris the destination of a lifetime. Terry, what would your book pick be? My book pick would be Paris in Stride, Get Your Walking Shoes Out. This is a fabulous book because if you know, Paris is meant to be walked. When it's possible, forget the wheels and use your feet to get everywhere. This book is amazing. It's so compact and basically shows you where to go, what to see. Fabulous. What about you? 
My book is called The Little Museums of Paris. There are over 200 little museums to explore after the Louvre and the Orsay, and there's so many choices to make. This book helps you make the most out of all the choices that you have available to you. As an additional book pick, I highly recommend City Trails from Lonely Planet for kids. This is a great way to show kids this beautiful city and everything it has to offer. It has great maps and all kinds of scavenger hunts for the kids to do. Terry, what's your travel tip when you think about Paris? Well, this is important. Uh, when traveling to Paris, when you go in any place, it's so very important to make sure that you say hello and thank you when you go in and exit a shop. That's just something cultural that they expect you to do. And you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Also, uh, let's say you're going into some shops or maybe you're at the flea market and you're looking at things. It's customary to ask before you touch. Too true. Let's practice going into a store. Ready? We just let's, walked let's in. Let's do it. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Bonjour. Bonjour. Okay. Now we're leaving. Merci. Merci. Perfect. Au revoir. Au revoir. Très bien. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I heard that it. Was it, was good. Good. it was good. It was good. Okay. My travel trip. <laughs> my travel oh wow <laughs> okay one more time my travel tip is rather universal paris is a travel icon and you have to wrap your mind around the fact that you will not see everything don't even try. Whether you have three days or three weeks, you will not get to everything that interests you in Paris. It just won't happen. So balance your sightseeing choices out. Give yourself a good amount of time in museums, neighborhoods, sanctuaries, and the monuments that exist. There's plenty to do. You need to make sure that you get a little taste of everything, no matter how long you're out there. Since we're talking about travel, what are some of my travel binges? What do I like to watch? Well, we're talking about Paris. None other than Julie and Julia. Who doesn't love Julia Childs and eating and cooking French food? I love this woman so much. I can't even stand it. And when I was there, I thought about her all the time. <laughs> All you want to say is in that great high voice, bon appetit. <laughs> no. I love it. It's an older movie, but it is so worth it. And Stanley Tucci is just so charming in this oh, movie. Love I him. love him. Love him. Je t'aime, right? That's yeah. how you say I love it. Je t'aime. Uh, I have to tell you, I have been watching Emily in Paris on Netflix, and I know, I know. <laughs> Emily... Emily in Paris takes into account every misconception about the people of Paris possible. And if you're listening to me from Paris, I do not believe anything that's happening, but the show is funny. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I love the crazy fashion that happens in it. It's definitely worth it. Now, I have to tell you, we normally talk about travel food at this time, but we need to just take a beat. 
there is no way we will ever compete with the experts that know everything about travel food when it comes to Paris. There are blogs, there are podcasts, there's so much about the food in Paris. There's no way for us to even come close to keeping up with that. We'll leave the the specific food picks to those people. The experts. Yeah, we do have a couple of beginner tips, though, that may help you get started. Okay. You ready? Here's my tip. I'm ready. Ask for help from your hotel to book a table at local restaurants to ensure you get seated. It's not going to be like you think going out to dinner at home that you're just going to whirl in and get a table. No. So it's best to use your resource, your hotel. Also. Every morning, we talk, right? Yeah, we do. We eat our breakfast on the go. We do. But when we're in Paris, that is frowned upon. Eating or drinking on the go is not going to be looked upon fondly. So get in a different mindset, guys. Shift gears, sit down, and enjoy a meal. You're not driving through the Chick-fil-A. Eating the Jesus fries. <laughs> I have a to-go order. <laughs> Not going to happen. No. Okay. Here's what I know about food in Paris. Things won't happen as automatically at restaurants like they do back in the States. You'll definitely need to ask for water should you want it. You're going to want to ask for still water. Or if you want the bubbles, you ask for water with gas. And you are going to have to ask for your bill at the end of your meal. It's not because they're being rude and ignoring you. Quite the contrary. They're leaving you alone to enjoy your table, which they expect is yours for the entire night. They're in no rush for you to leave. They don't have another seating to do. And they know that you deserve time to either enjoy the cafe scene that you're in, to enjoy the people watching that you're doing, to order another drink, or to simply sit and chat with the people that you're with. So don't expect that bill to come automatically and expect to enjoy that table for the entire night. Last but not least, we always talk about travel tech. Terry, what have you got up your sleeve to help people navigate Paris? There's this new app that I found called The Secrets to Paris. Mm -hmm. And it's a different way to visit Paris. Now, they're going to show you all kinds of hidden spots, kind of offbeat adventures in Paris. Kind of like the hidden treasures. Well, that sounds great. I have to say, if you're looking for more Paris travel tips, you could join a Facebook group that's called Paris Travel Tips. They have a lot of questions and answers, as well as plenty of sample itineraries to help anybody out in planning their trip to Paris. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. 
It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.